It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lane, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. You know, a big Cowboys win. Apparently, there's disaster happening behind me, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's because of the Cowboys win. But, uh, it, uh, you know, look, it was a, a game that you know, we expected them to win. Uh, and it feels like even a- right after the game, they were already on to New England and discussing New England. So uh, I think the Cowboys are happy to get out there with the win. Now we, it's time to check and see how everyone survived it. Yeah, I want to tell a real quick story about my viewing experience from yesterday. Uh, I was with the my wife and her family, uh, and we were in New York, and they didn't have a uh, Sunday ticket. And the only game that was on during one o'clock was Miami and Buffalo. So I had to, <laughs> I had oh my to watch God. the Cowboy. Yeah, I had to watch the Cowboy Lion game on my phone, and my screen is cracked, and I'm like sitting at a dinner trying to watch the Cowboys. Uh, it's, it's, that's not the optimal way to watch football. Let me just tell you that. That's not optimal viewing. No, I would say, I wouldn't say so. No, it's, it's tough to see how the offensive line is playing when they're like three centimeters big, but, uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about this game. We've got to start with Dak Prescott, 29 of 46 for 444 yards, three touchdowns, averaged 9.7 yards an attempt, a pass rating of 116.6. Uh, Landon, I don't even know what to say anymore. What what can we say about Dak Prescott's performance, uh, not only this game, but over the last couple weeks? It's been good. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's he's playing at an MVP level. I mean, I think it's it, it's hard not to to, to you know I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard at this point to make the argument that he shouldn't be in that conversation in the short list of of MVP. Um, I think you know even the the national media pundits now are starting to turn it around and, and say things like, you know, this might be a passing team, <laughs> like, and you know, finally, yeah. I mean, it's like 
So I, I read an article yesterday that it, it, is Prescott the, the the straw that stirs to drink. It was like like that was an actual dude, an actual article from he, uh, from a fairly big website that covers the Dallas Cowboys. He's a, the quarterback of the football team. I would say so, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's like the 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 main cog of the number one offense in the NFL. So I yeah, I would say he's stirring something. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, he is. We've talked about it since the beginning of the season. We've we started out, I think, in training camp, uh, speaking tentatively with with uh, you know the kind of uh, bated breath, just like hoping that that what we were seeing was true, uh, and then it came to the regular season and and got some obviously happy early returns. He went through the team went through a rough patch, but his his game never really kind of wavered too much. Frankly, I mean, it, it, he had, at different points has played bad, but I think everybody experiences that. Uh, but yeah, I think you know these last few games, and if you just look back at the season overall, uh, it's it's very difficult to, like I said, to make a conversation, make an argument for him not being in the the conversation for MVP, just because the numbers bear it out. I mean, I think his just watching him play, just the throws he's making, and the, the yeah at the time he's making them. Uh, he's he's developed into one of the best players in the in the NFL. Yeah, I think it was actually you this weekend when you were talking about Prescott, and I think this was with Derek Klassen or Charles McDonald. I don't remember who, but we were talking about like what makes Dak Prescott. Yeah, Klassen. It was Klassen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Klassen. And we there, when you look at his game, there's not one specific thing you can point to like you know he has an elite arm or you know he's an elite athlete. But I thought you hit the nail on the head well as, as to what his best trait is. Go ahead and tell the people what that was. Uh, his best trait is his ability to improve himself. And, and as Classing referred to it as leveling up. He levels up as well as any quarterback I've ever seen. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, and we talked about it on this show in, in one way or another. You know, his ability to go from where he was as a senior quarterback in, in, at Mississippi State to his rookie season in the NFL with the Cowboys – uh, the, the leap he's taken just in this last season, you know, I think it's everyone's kind of mocking the 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 Dak dance or whatever. I mean, you know, not really. I mean, just, it's loving, yeah, kidding, sure. Uh, but I, you know, all kidding aside, like that kind of thing, him doing that sort of thing is him negating his one of his biggest problems last year, which was not not being able to throw the ball after resetting his feet. He's learning to fire his hips quickly uh, once resetting his feet. That's what his little dance is, is him resetting his feet and then firing his hips, resetting his feet and firing his hips. Uh, it's, it's that ability to identify, to self-scout, identify weakness, and uh, improve on it that is, I mean, it's shocking. Right, like we have now been through two different seasons where our eyes don't believe the 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 improvements he's made in an off season, um, and I right. think I think that that to me is something that you know I, I think honestly I said I, I, it wasn't just a hot take yesterday. I, I think that he is where Romo was in 2014, and that took Romo seven years to get where he was. You know, like it took him a long time to get where he was. Uh, and I think, t- t- uh, you know, Dak has gotten there in a shorter amount of time just because, again, I think he has a, 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 an ability to level up his game and improve his game in a way uh, that I, I don't know that I've ever seen before. 
Yeah, I, I do remember Tony Romo talking about this before, where he'd pick his biggest weakness in the offseason and just spend all year trying to focus on that. I remember, I think it was in the football life of Tony Romo, where he was you know, talking about trying to throw the ball at different arm angles, yep. just throwing the ball into the couch over and over. and Quiet his uh, feet. You know, quieting his feet right, was one exactly. of them. Yep, yep, I remember. And I do think Prescott is starting to learn that, where you know he's finding his weaknesses, and now they're becoming his strengths. Uh, just a, a really incredible game from him on Sunday. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about the receivers a little bit. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, the Cowboys got some big performances from the receivers on Sunday. uh, Michael Gallup, nine catches for 148 yards. Randall Cobb, four receptions for 115 yards. Uh, A quiet day for Amari Cooper, three receptions for 38 yards. Darius Slay is a good cornerback. Uh, He certainly helped take him out of the game. Uh, But Amari's banged up, too. So, Let's go ahead and talk about Gallup and Cobb in this game. Uh, how were they able to have such big performances in Week 11? Well, I mean, there was a lot of attention being paid to other people on the offense, and when you get them in one-on-one situations, they can win. And uh, Gallup was winning all day. I mean, Gallup was winning over and over and over again. Um, and and Cobb, you know, I think Cobb was winning at a, at a similar rate too. And then you know, had a, I think at least one pretty bad drop. Uh, and then I think another two, but we're not counting. Yeah, but, uh, and then <laughs> I, you know, I think I think he, uh, I, I think you know, when they get attention drawn away from them, these guys can win in one-on-one situations mm-hmm. in, in their matchups, especially with the talent that that is usually being you know disseminated down to them. So uh, I just think you saw two guys that were winning over and over again, that were finding open open spaces in this defense that was trying uh, to focus on Cooper and Elliott, uh, and and they were able to obviously operate quite a bit with quite a bit of success, uh, including some really fantastic plays. Uh, that one, that catch by mm. Gallup was... It was insane. insane. It was incredible. Even with a cracked screen, phone screen, you could, see, <laughs> you could see how amazing that catch was. Yeah, I noticed a couple things from Gallup in this game that were really encouraging. Uh, there was... A few snaps where they actually had him playing inside in the slot, and that's something that we really haven't seen a lot of from Gallup. Uh, it's just showing that you he's becoming more comfortable in this offense. He's becoming a more developed route runner. Uh, but I want to talk about Randall Cobb for a second because I think this is the type of game where you see Cobb's value, right? When you go against a team that can, I don't want to say take out Amari Cooper, but limit his effectiveness, you still have two receivers in Gallup and Cobb that can hurt you vertically. And that's what Cobb did in this game. He was able to make some plays after the catch as well. Uh, the one was like a 50-yard reception. Uh, the the touchdown that he caught, where he was, you know, he broke it off from the from the slot and was able to make it in traffic. Uh, I I thought he had a really good day. The drops are always probably going to be an issue with Cobb. They're going to happen. I think he leads the league in drops now. But because he has the ability to make big plays down the field, you're going to live with it. He's going to be a high variance player. 
but given the, all the weapons this offense has, you're you're okay with that, right? Yeah, I mean, and even you know, the funny thing is, is that even a lot of his variants like this season hasn't necessarily been all because of him. You know, I mean, like he's had all so many. We, we've talked about it over and over again. All the penalties uh, that that have called back big plays of his, where he actually did make the play, but it didn't, you know, actually mm-hmm. get called uh, finished. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think with with Cobb, it's like. Would you love to see the consistency and him doing that? Yeah, but if he was doing that, that's why you're not getting him at yeah, five million. Yeah, a season, exactly. Right? You'd be paying him crazy money. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I listen. I think he's in. I think he's an improvement for this offense on on Cole Beasley uh, because of what he can do. Uh, and I think that yes, are there are there it, it, moments where he, oh Cobb. Yes, there are those, but I think mm-hmm. you, you 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 said it. You pay you would pay those in order to get the uh, the volatile positive moments that you're getting with Cobb that you don't really get with Beasley. All right, let's talk about the running game. Uh, it, it still was not great in this contest. Cowboys had 24 rushes for 75 yards. Uh, they averaged 3.1 yards per attempt. Uh, Detroit actually had one of the worst rush defenses in the league. So it is a little surprising that the Cowboys didn't have success there, despite having all pro left guard Xavier Suofilo on the field. Uh, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, why couldn't the Cowboys run the ball against the Lions? Uh, you know, I mean, I think that the, the, the Lions clearly were focused on it and, and were trying to, you know, I mean, that's what they can do. I mean, despite their record, like their personnel seems to scream that that's what they can do. I mean, like – uh, so I, I think that the Cowboys, you know, obliged them. I mean, I think that they, they, for the first time we saw the offense really kind of say, okay, fine, we won't run it. <laughs> like, we'll throw it fine. Yeah. If you're going to make us throw it, we'll throw it, uh, and we'll kick your butt doing throwing the ball. Like, uh, I think, you know, they – I don't know that it's an Ezekiel Elliott problem. I think it's, you know, uh, a – uh, beating a blocking scheme problem, and I, I just don't know that uh, the the Cowboys were willing to just continue to bang their head against the wall running the football. Uh, they they did enough to kind of keep them honest, but I think the Cowboys were having such success throwing the football. I mean, that, what was it like nine yards per attempt? I think or something like that. Nine point seven yards. Yeah, per Yeah, uh, that's pretty. Good. I mean, when you when you when you're throwing it's it like triple than what you were averaging on the ground. Yeah, I think when you, when that when, <laughs> when that's happening, I think you're you're fine. You're, you're you're you're. This is a this is a trap that you don't mind being thrown into. You know, like uh, this is. Oh no! Okay, throw the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind. Of, I mean, for the first time, we kind of seen it. Like, oh, all right. If that's what you want to do, we'll do it. But. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting in that kind of how quickly they were willing to just go ahead and shift the, the focus back to throwing the football. Absolutely. I, I do like how Kellen Moore, he's not afraid to just air the ball out, even if they're up in games. Uh, I love the aggressive play call. I think it was on second down, uh, you know, on the last drive of the game where the Cowboys very easily could have just run the ball three straight times and punted the ball back to Detroit. Instead, they run the little play-action boot to Blake Jarwin and win the game right there. I just love the aggressiveness to throw the ball when you know you have an advantage there. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Cowboys defense. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon. Uh, it was a mixed bag for the Cowboys defense in this one. Not they allowed really. 27. It was pretty terrible from starting. Well, to... <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get into I'm it. We'll get into it. We'll get... I'm a more positive person okay, than you are. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Cowboys gave up gave up 27 points. Uh, Jeff Driscoll completed 15 of 26 passes for 209 yards. Uh, Bo Scarborough ran well against the Cowboys, 14 carries for 55 yards. Detroit ran for 121 yards total. Uh, what did you think of the Cowboys' defensive performance in this one? Not great, Bob. Um, no. I, I mean, the, the, the problem is still maintained, it still continues to be uh, you know, stopping the run, finding a way to stop the run, and 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 you know, Bo Scarborough averaging over four yards a carry when they had a banged up Lions offensive line. I mean, that's just not good. Like that's that's really problematic. I think once they got to be more one dimensional, uh, the Cowboys defense felt a little bit more stable uh, and and able to make plays. I think. Jeff Driscoll's athleticism really uh, did some things at different points and made it difficult, uh, and, and I think kept them in the game uh, when they were behind because he was able to, at at the very le- at the very least, you know, advance the football if he couldn't get anybody open. He was able to kind of bootleg out, escape out of the pocket, get some positive yards, create first downs. Um, but outside of that, like I think. The, the Cowboys' defense was definitely more comfortable in general when they were throwing the football than when they were running the football or when they were uh, two-dimensional. Um, but I, I think that, that there's still a, a real issue in the middle of this Cowboys' defense with um, mm-hmm. with stopping the run. And um, uh, I think uh, it's been exa- extremely problematic for them so far. Uh, uh, when If a team really wants to, you know, bear down and, and, and run right down their throat, they're going to find a way to do it for sure. It, what's the solution to that? Do they, can, can they fix anything at this point of the season, or is it just going to be a weakness for the rest of the year? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like uh, you, you could probably find a way to do something you know, schematically to get some more beef in the middle of the field, maybe on early downs, but you're obviously going to give some things up uh, in the pass, pass rush game. Um, maybe you could – I mean, I don't think it's outside the, the, the realm of realistic to go out and get a run-stuffing defensive tackle at this point of the season, I mean, you know, on the streets because it's not exactly a position that's uh, you know, exceptionally difficult to uh, – mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to, to find yeah. at this point on the street. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that those are your options. But I, I what I, I guess I don't know is, are those options that the Cowboys will have any interest in availing themselves of? Uh, I, I, that's that's what I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad that they didn't go out and try to get somebody like uh, Jonathan Hankins when he was sitting out there in free agency because that's a player right now that could come in 
and you know help them out. He could at least give you another big body there. Uh, but yeah, it, it hasn't been great. Um, I do want to talk about the edge rushers for a second because I thought Robert Quinn was really good in this game. Uh, he had a sack. He also had uh, a couple different plays where he was so close to getting to the quarterback. Uh, I thought I thought Demarcus Lawrence was really good. Michael Bennett had two sacks. Uh, talk about those defensive ends and how you thought they played in this contest. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they were applying pressure a lot, and like I said, a lot of the the a lot of what happened had to do with Driscoll's uh, very impressive athleticism and his ability to kind of clear out the front of the pocket and, and, and escape. But they were getting he was getting pressured, squeezed a, a bunch by Quinn, uh, by Lawrence. Um, Bennett was getting in the mix quite a bit. He had two sacks. I think one of them probably was Collins if he could tackle mm-hmm. the guy. Um, you know, that's the other thing I, I will say going back. Tackling has been an issue for this defense still. Yeah, it really they, has. they need to clean that up because there have been several times when they've made the play, but they can't make the tackle and then, uh, it, it the, you know, they it get the first down that they need. So, um, yeah, I just think that, uh, they need to find a way to, uh, to like you know clean up the tackling to get uh, uh, tackling on the first level a little bit better to, to make plays. You know, the defensive ends have, have held it held up their end. It feels like you know if, yeah, if, it feels like yep. even on the even in the run game you know Lawrence is one of the only few few guys that is actually making plays in the run game. Quinn has not been a problem. You know Armstrong still continues to be an issue at times. Hyder has had problems against the run at times, but they, they I mean, really, in general, it's the guys on the inside. They need to play the run better uh, or they are going to continue to struggle, especially early in games. If you had to guess, is that the spot, the defensive tackle spot, where the Cowboys will likely spend their first-round pick next year? I mean, we're a way, long ways from that, but it, that just seems like it's the biggest glaring hole in the Cowboys roster, right? I mean... I, I think so, but it's really hard to know. I mean, it's it's so early. It's just like it, anything can happen. It just feels you. like it just feels like they don't have a lot of options there, right? I mean, Blake Collins is a free agent. Tristan Hill's not ready. What else? I mean, they really don't have anything else they can do at this point. Yeah, I mean, the the other part of the problem is that you know, I mean. Whoever you get, unless they're going to be a really high pick, they're going to probably have similar problems to Tristan Hill. It's just a difficult position to play early on. So that's the issue that I have is that it doesn't. It's not necessarily a position uh, a position that's easy to fix long term immediately. I agree. You need experience, Uh, right? Absolutely. Um, Really quickly, Landon, we're through ten games now. The Cowboys are at six and four. How do you feel about this team heading into this final stretch? Do you feel like this is a team that can make the playoffs? Obviously, they are a game and a half up on Philadelphia, uh, but Dallas has an incredibly difficult schedule coming up where Philadelphia is a little easier. State of the franchise, how do you feel about the Cowboys uh, so far this season? I think it's going to be an interesting race because I do think, especially after watching yesterday, that I, I do think that the Cowboys are the more talented team. Uh, I think the question is, yeah, Philly clearly has a much simpler path 
to get to where they need to go. Uh, the, the good news is that these two teams still play each other, despite the fact that they're playing in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think it's, it really becomes about how much this defense can stabilize itself and find a way to stabilize itself. Because uh, I, I really think the offense has kind of taken off as launched. I do think that, the, you know, they are continuing to struggle early on, but I, I think now that we've watched a couple of these games, I think we're real. I'm realizing that that doesn't, that only really manifests itself if the defense is part of that struggle early on, because if the other team's able to score and, uh, you know, keep things interesting and, and Dallas is having to just keep up instead of pull away early, it changes the dynamic of how the defense plays. And the longer that the defense has to play a two-dimensional offense, uh, the, the more that they yeah. get in trouble. So that's where I think we are. If they can avoid that, honestly, I, if they can stabilize the defense, this is this team's as good as any team in football, especially since offense you know, is the thing that drives play winning right now. So, uh, And what we mean by stabilize is – just not be awful. Just yeah. be like 15th yeah. in the league. Yeah. Just, just be okay, and this team will be just fine. Yeah. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.